everyone, it's Michelle from Studio City Now, and I have gubernatorial candidate Patrick Kilpatrick with me today. Thank you for joining me, Patrick. My pleasure, Michelle. Like I said, I consider you having one of the best voices in the podcast universe. Oh, thank you. You too. And I'm just so happy you're running. Well, thank you. I, I, it's been a completely enriching, revelatory, fun challenging. It's been an amazing thing. I couldn't be happier that I uh, bolted through the door and got in the process. I'll share with you two things. We put our candidate, uh, our candidate statement platform, if you will, really quickly. And uh, our ability to, to envision a great place for California as peaceful, prosperous, educating our children without homelessness, uh, with lower taxes. Uh, we put that together. And five days after we released our candidate statement, we had asked for a 25% cash rebate to the film uh, and, and television and media and vetted photographic projects, 25% cash rebate to make us competitive with places like New Mexico and Georgia and Canada and New Zealand and UK. And five days after we did that, Gavin Newsom announced he was giving $330 million to the incentive program after years of neglect and uh, with not a peep about it to the point that Disney had fled the state. And also we, we put forth preferential water rates for organic farmers and people involved in humane animal food production. And five days later, uh, Gavin Newsom announced a humane hog care initiative for food production. So we're actually the vision division of the Newsom government. And so right off out of the gate, and I found it deeply amusing and deeply satisfying that we were having an elevating effect on the state. I couldn't have asked for more instant validation that the current government is without uh, without vision and without competency and we are just great that we're having that effect aside from that the people aspects of it mm -hmm. and meeting people throughout the state has been so enriching and so incredible so we've got a lot of work that we've done and we continue to do it and it's led to a national movement that is going to hold these governments to account so right now, the eyes of the nation are on California and how we proceed. I've been stunned by the lack of vision and executing power by a lot of the people in the state, in the race. And the bottom line, and that sounds aggressive, it's not. I mm -hmm. would love for other people to be coming up with solutions to our challenges. I would love to see that but it's, there's a vacuum of it. This person will have an interesting idea over here. This person will have an interesting idea over here, but there is nobody in the race who's putting it together as a synergistic whole. Larry Elder, really entertaining, interesting, some interesting ideas, but it's all from the spectrum of one ideological base. And that's not gonna solve our, our challenges. It's just not. We need solutions from authentic people who get things done from across the aisle. And people, that's what they yearn for. They just want people to be authentic and get things done in a visionary manner. Mm -hmm. It's, it's well, we knew it was missing in a lot of quarters, but I've really been stunned by it. But the good news is 
we're making a difference and it's it's awesome and uh, setting up a movement for the days ahead so yeah no as i said you're making a difference because what you had said you know you had these you brought forth these what i think (laughs) bringing up our bringing our industry back to california and you put the ideas out then suddenly nuisance like oh yes i'll do that but you're the one who's implementing them and doing your best to make sure they happen well we call uh, i called my company and my team the vision division and if i did my job as an actor a journalist an advertising writer a playwright an assistant director director on broadway off-Broadway, the West End of London, the Kennedy Center. If I did that, my job through 200 films and television shows, like Gavin Newsom is doing his job and then ran my film company, I wouldn't have a job. And the vast majority of Californians out there, if they ran their businesses like the government is being run here, they wouldn't have businesses either. Uh, So we just are happy to have uncommon sense in an environment that doesn't seem to have much. And we're enjoying the process too. We're having a lot of fun and we've done it on a frugal budget too. So it's been a magnificent production with self-financing. So if we put the money together, we'll take the governorship the next time, or we might even take it this time because we don't know what's happened, what's gonna happen because it's a free for all and daily it changes and it's been really revelatory personally i couldn't be happier about the whole deal but we have to make changes not only as californians but as americans and as members of the human race or our children and our grandchildren aren't going to know either what freedom is or what prosperity is and peace and there's no reason why this state isn't prosperous peaceful law-abiding and that sacred rights of protest are preserved at the same time businesses are made safe from crime and uh, opportunists looters and arsonists it's like these people cannot walk and chew gum at the same time i do have a question and you've answered it before um you know first of all i am thrilled you're running and it was a pr person who told me and i was like wow I know him. <laughs> there you go. What was the PR person's name? Uh, Ed Losey. Oh, yeah. I talked to Ed yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, he mentioned it to me. But um, you, I think you mentioned this in the beginning. We have a very high incidence of homelessness. And... Um, yeah, it's an epidemic everywhere. I mean, it's throughout the state, in Los Angeles, every place. So your question, yeah. What are your thoughts? How can we, um, I know we'll never eliminate it because there are just people who prefer to be homeless. I don't know why. It's a mental thing. But what can we do to reduce the homelessness and to get these people off the street and into either shelters or or residences, um, what, you know, what do you propose on that? Well, I would first start off with the, the I would call it uh, into question your, your premise. There's always going to be homelessness. 
I start from the premises, this, this stops and this ends and have that vision in, in my uh, head. The plain fact is if you look into the homelessness issue, what you see is various population and a blending of those various population. You have the mentally challenged, you have the drug addicted, you have sex trafficking, you have drug uh, trafficking, you have able-bodied people or people who have fallen on legit legitimate hard times. You have able-bodied people who, as you say, think upon this as their goal to live on the dole and to not have societal obligation. You have a veteran component, which is across many of the spectrums of those various populations. Then you look at the situation a little deeper and you realize the state has no mechanism in place for dealing with these various populations. So what I say is that's appalling. And what I say is we use available, I call it passionate, uh, compassionate enforcement. Mm-hmm. We, we, uh, th- there is no drug program on the planet that doesn't involve structure. There's no uh, mental ill facility, however enlightened, that doesn't involve structure. So what I say is that we use available land and we use derelict buildings to be repurposed. And we also, uh, if we need to, we deploy the National Guard. They can build a city, a city overnight complete with all kinds of facilities, and we combine social services and local law enforcement in order to to serve these various populations. If you're educated as mentally challenged, then you're going to get the compassionate service you need. If you're drug addicted, and we all know there are plenty of people who are drug addicted who don't want to go to rehab, but you're going to get rehab. And if you don't want to go to rehab, there's going to be a law enforcement component to that. If you think that you can live on the dole and you're able-bodied, well, that's vagrancy. You're going to have to participate in a statewide workforce, which I've called, which is very FDR uh, inspired for mm-hmm. neighborhood beautification, for forestry maintenance. Our forestry is not being served. The money was there allocated by the federal government and was not used to uh, uh, prep our forests. Wildfires are not all the responsibility of Gavin Newsom and our government. They're happening all over the West, but we need to manage resource those forestry reserves that we have, which involves a nuanced approach to managed resource logging, which was eliminated to preparation of the forest bed. But our workforce is going to be doing that. Able-bodied people who've fallen on hard times will have employment and housing that's suitable for them. Able-bodied people who do not wish to work are going to be part of that workforce too. And if they aren't, they're going to have a law enforcement relationship. So it's a compassionate hand, but with the the tough love that is required for any of these situations. Our veterans, they need to be served to a greater extent. They need to be uh, counseled if they have PS, PTSD and they need to have drug rehabilitation if they have substance abuse issues. They need to be served, housed, and employed. And, and these people need to be 
put into an infrastructure that is provided by the state that is now currently non-existent. All they do is throw taxpayer dollars at the system. They move people around a little bit, and then they go right back to homelessness. It's just completely unacceptable on a societal level, an economic level, a cultural level. And it's not fair to those people who own property and have businesses that are being affected. It's not fair to the sex trafficking people who uh, have people being sex trafficked trafficked in that population. It's not uh, fair to the people who are being drug addicted by drug traffickers in those populations. So that's, you got the whole deal right there. We're going to take care of the issue Mm -hmm. using social services and local law enforcement and vision to serve these various populations. So you would make social services available to everyone? Social services to everybody who's homeless. If you are, social services are available to uh, to almost everyone. If you have the economic means for social services, they're available. If you have insurance, by the way, that calls up Medicare for all with open uh, uh, supplemental insurance on the open market. That's our position about the healthcare and the social services that you're talking about that need to be applied. So if you don't have the, look, it's like the guest worker uh, program. Why Mm -hmm. can't we secure our border at the same time? Why can't we bring our undocumented out of the shadows with a guest worker card? Why can't we give them, you can call it a fine or you can call it a contribution fee. Uh, If they have no means, it starts four years after they've been here of $1,000 a year. Gives them time to get on their feet and then $10,000 over a 10-year period. That raises $22 billion in California and allows it, the whole program to be run. And at the end of the program, after five years of no uh, convictions for felonies, then you have a path to citizenship. You have some higher education benefits, uh, sort of a diminished version of I hesitate to compare it to the GI Bill because that's a reverential program for our veterans. But if you are on your path to citizenship and you paid your contributory fine, then you have some assistance to going to community college for higher education and child nutrition and English uh, uh, should you choose to exercise it. So it's about coalescing ourselves as a nation. There's also a social public service component to this of eight months public service to the nation. Again, forestry, you don't necessarily have to leave your home, but you have to be doing something for the nation. And you can't hold local, state, or federal office or be um, eligible for welfare after the period if you have not done that public service. I don't care if you're an 80-year-old senator you need to do public service to this country. So that's a coalescing thing for the nation. I think California can serve as an example to people. I hope I answered your question. You did. And then there's something else that, I mean, it's been around for as long as I can remember. Yeah. There's always been talk about California being divided into two states, northern and southern. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about that? Well, 
I don't want America any more divided, although I believe in the federalist system so you can move to different locations. I think it's an interesting idea. I don't really see the value of it. We all are a mobile society. Uh, we should be able to relate to two different people. My campaign is about empathy and elevation for everybody. I don't feel separate from the people in Northern California, even though I've raised two sons in Santa Barbara in the middle and I reside in Los Angeles. People, we have a connection, all of us. We are one, we are united. If you really look closely to it, there's differences of ideology, there's differences of faiths, there's differences for uh, uh, all different kinds of things, ethnicities, but we're all people and we're all Californians and we're all Americans and we're all members of the human species. So I, I, division is not something I'm big on. I'm big on uniting people and, and to uh, lofty purposes and for the elevation of prosperity and peaceful life living for everybody. Uh, what's the rationale in dividing them? Just because it's different? Well, there's forests down here, too. I mean, what's the difference between Northern California and Southern California that requires division? There's big cities up north. There's mm -hmm. big cities here. Why would you want to do that? I'm interested. You know, I honestly don't know. I just remember, you know, that's been uh, talked about on and off for years. I well, never... There's, there's a movement for California to secede from the Union, too. But... It's not going to happen, and it's not something that I would advocate for or applaud. I think we're all Americans, and America happens to be the light of the world in a lot of ways. And we need to be, we're not perfect, and we need to acknowledge and be accountable for our past, just like all nations do. China has things they need to be accountable for. Uh, Russia has the same thing. Uh, England has the same thing. We all are human. We're all flawed. And we need to answer to our better angels. Right. Well, thank you so, so much. And it's always a pleasure talking to you. You have the best voice ever. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Look, I would urge your listeners to go to KillpatrickForGovernor.com, KillpatrickForGovernor.com, and see how we wish to serve the people of California. I'm happy to hear from them. We hear from people all the time and we respond. And we respond by looking at ourselves and looking at what we're trying to accomplish. So KillpatrickForGovernor.com. As an actor, I've got a film coming out called Catalyst. And as an mm -hmm. author, volume two of Dying for Living will be out. But that's small potatoes. If we don't get ourselves together as a state, because what California does affects all of America and what America affects America affects the world. If we don't get these things together, our children and grandchildren may not have much to play with. Now they have to do their job too. We all need to roll up our sleeves and get it done. The well, unions, the reason films left California is not just a lack of incentive program. It's a lack of the unions rolling up their sleeves and getting it done. It's a lack of over-regulation of the government. So we've also taxes, the high cost of living. Take a look at the uh, design-worthy affordable model and the 70% tax incentive for people who restore and renovate a vintage or historical property so that young people and people of all ages can get onto the housing ladder, which is a chief, chief 
uh, measure of prosperity and uh, elevation economically. So there's a lot to unpack, but it's synergistically involved at Kilpatrick for governor.com. Thank you so much, Michelle. Okay, and thank you. And we'll talk soon. Big virtual hug. I know you're going to win. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon. We're already winning. Thank you. Thanks. Okay.